Hi, everybody. This is Julie Kerr, uh, writer and director of the indie nerdy comedy Geekless Punk. You're about to listen to a really great podcast about how awesome Colorado is. Um, yeah, awesome. Okay. Um, I haven't posted in... I did a YouTube video right before I left for Colorado. Uh, my little sister lives in Colorado. So uh, this episode, uh, my, my all my presence is basically like personal development, at least social media-wise. So this episode is like, what if the state of Colorado was your life coach? Some really great things we can learn from Colorado. I had so much fun in Colorado. Uh, okay, so I'm going to get to that in a second. Okay. Uh, oh, my website. I'm a, Yeah, I'm in, indie. I wrote and directed an indie nerdy comedy called Geek Less Punk. It's a 90-minute film. It's totally funny and awesome. Uh, feel free to go ahead and check out my website, www.juliecurstudios.com. Okay, so that's that's where you can learn more about me. Okay, so a couple things. Um, I had a blast in Colorado. December was a great uh, a great month. I had the time of the time of my life in Los Angeles. I was there a couple weeks ago. Uh, just oh my gosh, I knew I would have fun, but I just I was blown away. I had so much fun. Now when I go to LA, I'm just uh, I'm just a nerd in LA. <laughs> I'm a writer, director, and I think we're nerds, uh, and I say that with love. Okay. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so I had a lot of fun, but, and then Colorado, I had the time of my life, so December was a really great month for me. Um, okay, but a couple of things I need to do, uh, I'm feeling really good about 2023, uh, but first, I'm gonna, I, I am gonna get to the, the meat and potatoes of this episode, which will be... Uh, if Colorado was our life coach, what we what we can learn from Colorado? I like I I I had so much fun in Colorado. That's where my little sister and her family lives. I reconnected with my older sister. We took a little break from each other and we reconnected. So y'all, everything's coming up roses. Except, <laughs> okay, okay. So here's what happened. Um, okay, so I want to start 2023 with a clean slate. So the first thing I want to address is that. I uh, I made a long YouTube video about this, um, about how in 2020, I won't go into details because I talked about it a lot, but in, especially in the video, I made a long video about it, but people tended to really like that video. So you could go to my YouTube channel, which is at Julie the Filmmaker, and I did a long YouTube video about lady narcissists. Now, I'm not a psychologist. I can't diagnose anybody, but I had a really negative experience with a woman uh, who, yeah, and, and so in a nutshell, I went to, I'm LGBTQ, you know, and that's awesome, so everyone should be who they are, and then blah, 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 I happen to be religious, spiritual, blah, 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 not a thing, uh, I don't believe God is homophobic, or biphobic, or transphobic, any of those things, and I don't believe the Bible condemns homosexuality, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, I've made so many videos about that. <laughs> if you have more more questions about that, you can go to my YouTube channel or just Google. There's so many books about all that kind of stuff. Okay. So, but anyway, I did go to this church and I met this woman and about, she was straight and about, I considered her my friend. And then two weeks after my dad passed away, she, under the guise of quote unquote tidy consultants, you can like look, it's basically sort of fancy house cleaning kind of or organizing but she attempted to hustle like $2,100 out of me. It was just really weird. Um, it's a long, weird story. And you can just go to my YouTube channel. Um, 
uh, look up the video Lady Narcissist and the, the it's all there, you know, because the, the story kind of has nuance, but not that much nuance. But I wanted to on Facebook, uh, and my, my Facebook account is private, but I wanted on Facebook to start 2023 with a clean slate. So I just wanted to like explain the situation that happened. I also want to explain why I had to move on from the not awesome church is what I'll say, you know, because like I met her at this church. And then when I talked to two of my friends who are straight, so it's basically three straight people. But when I talked to two of my friends who are straight at that church and they're in leadership positions and I considered them my friends, like they basically took the straight person's side. And to me, they said homophobic things to me. Like they blamed the whole situation on me because I'm gay and it was pretty fucked up and horrible and whatever. So I don't uh, I don't mess with those people anymore. Like no way. So but what I do want to say is like I posted on Facebook because there's the lead minister and he didn't know anything about what happened. So he reached out to me and he was really nice. Like he was actually like really nice. He's like, Julie, I had no idea this happened. I'm really sorry this happened. Like, do you want to talk further about this and that kind of thing? And I was like, I literally do not feel God calling me to that weird church (laughs) or that bad church or not a good church for me. I do not feel God calling me to that church. So I was like, I feel God telling me to run for run for my life. Get away. And I don't want to keep harping. I don't want to keep shitting on this church, especially in 2023. So I just kind of want to I want to move on. But I want to give props to the lead minister who reached out to me and left a really great. He gave me it was a Facebook message. It was really nice. He's like, Julie, I had no idea this happened. Like, do you want to talk further? He's like, I really missed your presence in church. And I want to give him props because like and I told him I was like, hey, like, I can see you're like a good guy. He's a cisgendered straight white guy, and that's amazing. <laughs> and um, but uh, okay. And he's you know, but what he's trying to do is hard with this church. So I get it. Okay. But um, I want to give him props for just being really nice to me. And he even I, I told him like, hey, you know, dude, like it was these three people at the church. They kind of ganged up on me and they were shitting me. But, like, whatever, I'm I'm not coming back to the church, like, whatever, and whatever, you know, but there you go, and he messaged me back, and I haven't read it yet, but um, uh, what I wanted to say with that is that, uh, oh, props, I want to give him props for just saying nice things to me, but I talked to my little sister, who's, like, really smart, and she said, you know, the, 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 the issue with that the not great church that I had issues with. Um, I've talked about this before in podcasts. The reason why I went there was like, there, there are certain aspects of the LGBTQ community that are kind of extreme, I would say, or maybe not as positive as they could be or whatever. So I was getting kind of burnt out on that aspect of the LGBTQ community. I'm definitely like queer and very much attracted to women, et cetera, et cetera. So for sure, like, you know, gay pride, bisexual pride, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I'm saying? Like rainbows for everybody or what have you. Yeah. But, um, but it's still, there's like sort of negative aspects of the LGBTQ community. I was a little burnt out on. So this, this church that I found, it was kind of like young adults ish and there's a lot of single people and it was gay affirming. So I was like, well, maybe this is someone, maybe this would be a positive place where I could meet someone I could potentially like date. Right. And it's close to my house and free coffee, right? Um, 
so that's why I started going there and I just, um, it turned out to be a negative experience and it just wasn't a good experience for me, but, um, it gave me a sense of community, but I didn't really fit in and blah, blah, blah. But here's what my little sister said, who's really, really smart. She said, you know, the issue with that church is the journey from conservative Christianity to progressive Christianity is like a really tough journey. And I was like, bingo. And so the part where I want to give the church props and the part where I want to give the leader of the church props, the dude, the dude who reached out to me was really nice and really apologetic. Like, I'm so sorry this happened. Um, he, I can see that's the journey he's on. He's coming from conservative Christianity and he's learning how to be, how to do like progressive Christianity. Um, and this is all very specific. Um, oh, I also want to say I'm like, totally totally respectful of all religious spiritual expressions i have friends from all kinds of religious uh backgrounds so shout out to like buddhism hinduism islam uh judaism like legit like i believe in all positive expressions of spirituality and religion like straight up so for sure <laughs> so um i just want to say that you know um it's just the tradition i come from as baptist so that's the place where I have sort of baggage, but not that much baggage. You know, I've got nothing negative to say about any of the other religions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just sometimes have a bone to pick with Christianity because that's that's the religion I, I, I was brought up in. OK, so I just want to say that. But um, so anyway, yeah, like so the the reason why I don't fit in with that church, I just don't. I'm a nice person, but I don't fit in there. And it here's why. I, Julie, did not grow up conservative Christian at all. I got lucky. I grew up country Christian. <laughs> Teeny tiny little Baptist church. Uh, so I got lucky in the sense that um, all the churches I've gone to overall were LGBTQ friendly. Even the church I grew up in, um, I've talked about this before, but my Sunday school teacher, her sister was a lesbian. Everyone knew her sister was a lesbian. And she was a really good gospel singer. So the whole church knew she was a lesbian and they'd have her come sing gospel music because she was a really good gospel singer. So, and, and so, I, you know, low key, like every, um, you know, every church I've gone to low key was LGBTQ affirming. And then once I went to college, Richmond, Virginia, I started going to something. There's a denomination called MCC. Um, uh, it's called MCC, but basically it's literally a denomination of Christianity started by LGBTQ people in like the 1960s and led by LGBTQ people. And so, and it's pretty popular too. Now I do want to say this, if there's any attractive women listening to this who want to go on dates with me, although I do have a crush on one woman and I'm really hoping, you know, I, uh, in a very healthy way, hoping something happens with that. Okay. But, um, I think she knows who she is, but Okay. But, uh, okay, what was, oh, I just want to say, like, you know, like, I, sometimes the fact that I go to church, that can be a deal breaker, but I hope it's not a deal breaker. I don't need the person I date to go to church or be a Christian or anything like that. I just want them to respect the fact that I do it, you know? And also, if we're using celebrities as, as example, as Mariska Hargate, who is epically awesome, uh, she said when she started dating her husband, and they seemed pretty happy, like he he had he told her up front, hey, by the way, I go to church, la la la, and luckily Mariska, because she's 
fucking awesome. Sorry. I love Mariska Hargate. I have a Mariska Hargate t-shirt. But Mariska was like, yeah, that's cool. You go to church. Awesome. <laughs> and then they lived happily ever after. They seem really happy on Instagram. So like she was, he was upfront about the fact that he goes to church. She was like, I'm totally cool with that. <laughs> he doesn't pressure her. She doesn't pressure him. And they seem like a really happy couple. Um, I love Mariska. You love Mariska. We all love Mariska Hargate. And uh, I wrote my senior paper in college about the show Law and Order Special Victims Unit because I think that show is awesome. Okay, so that's just that was just a random advertisement for a uh, free advertisement for a really great show and a re- really great person. Okay, so uh, yeah, it's just uh, okay. But all right, back on subject. Um, right. So I realized like my little sister said, and she's super smart. Uh, I not, I never grew up conservative Christian. Like I, I just, I got lucky and all of my experiences with church were actually pretty positive. So, um, so I don't have that baggage. So this church that was not good for me and I met the weird lady who, who was just weird and tried to, she did try to get $2,100 out of me for cleaning a fucking apartment. <laughs> it was so weird. Okay, whatever. I forgive her, blah, blah, blah. But um, I'm glad that I was able to just talk about it on Facebook. Everyone was so nice to me and kind to me. And at least, like, the leader of the church, he knows, like, hey, I didn't leave the church because of him because he is a nice guy. He's just on his own journey. Um, I left because of the three mean straight people. But, you know, I didn't leave because of him, and I'm glad he knows that because he... Um, He's a, he's a good guy. Okay, so so because I did post on Facebook, it was about what happened to me. Um, I got a lot of love and support from people, and I got love and support from, like, na- like, like uh, people who've known me since I was, like, in third or fourth grade. And I got to find out, like, a lot of the people I grew up with, like, they are gay-affirming or they're uh or queer or bisexual they're julie affirming <laughs> you know what i'm saying so that was cool that was cool like i got a lot a lot of love and support and i was like cool it's out there this is what happened and i can move on to 2023 i kept everybody anonymous i even kept the church anonymous because like you know what i was like it's just uh it's it's a good place for a certain kind of person but i'm not a good fit for it and also I don't really want to keep talking about it, so I'm ready to move on. But I wanted to say uh, a woman who I grew up with messaged me after I talked about what happened to me, and I'm going to read what she said. I'm going to keep her anonymous, but I'm going to read what she said. Here's what she said. I just She Facebook messaged me, and she said, I just wanted to relay this information story. A friend of mine is gay and recently married. She lives in Appomattox. That's where I was born, by the way, in that small town, Virginia. So, okay. She lives in Appomattox, and you might be surprised at how many conservative conservative rednecks showed up for the wedding. The minister who performed my wedding is gay. She's my mama's cousin. She was a dean of theology at Harvard at the time. It's odd how gay people can get shunned somewhere they think they will get accepted, then accepted where they wouldn't expect it. Keep being you, exclamation point. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, exclamation point. I was like, what a great message. And I know it's kind of odd. Um, I also experienced homophobia in the workplace, like in the San Francisco Bay Area. <laughs> it's bananas. I, I had to call in an, an unemployment lawyer. I, I at least had to talk to a lawyer. And the lawyer told me... Um, 
it was a lawyer who very empathetically, very compassionately told me like, Julie, you're getting it from, I had like three different people saying uh, homophobic things to me at work. So it was, anyway, in the Bay Area, anyway, whatever, uh, it's in the past, it's in the past. But yeah, I wanted to say that because like, yeah, sometimes like the, the city people, there's a certain snootiness to the Bay Area sometimes. And like at the end of the day, I'm a hillbilly from small town, Virginia. But it's like there's this stereotype that like hill not, you know, like I guess what I want to say is like hillbillies aren't bad people. They're also not dumb people. So like hillbillies can be progressive. You know what I'm saying? Like hillbillies are just people who like to hunt and fish and they talk in funny accents, <laughs> southern accents, which is, I grew up with a thick country accent. And um, it comes out sometimes when I'm tired or I've had a drink or two, like, you know. Uh, but anyway, so, but that is to say, like, there are plenty of hillbillies who are intellectuals. Like, they like to hunt or fish. They're country people. I'm a country person. But that, they're not, that doesn't mean they're sexist or homophobic or racist or any of that kind of stuff. They're still smart people. They're just hillbillies, <laughs> which is what I am. I'm a hillbilly. So, it's just kind of, I just don't like it when people are kind of snooty because it's like, I, I want our country to, I want the United States at least, and also planet Earth, but I want the United States to come back together and uh, be more, I don't know, just be nicer to each other, that kind of thing. But so that was a good, that, that was a housekeeping thing because I do want to get to the meat, meat and potatoes of it. Okay, the other thing I wanted to say, and this is something I'll I'll keep this brief, but um, currently single, happily single, but... um. My New Year's resolution for 2023 is, like, no toxic women and or, or like, I, I want to be around people who are good vibes only. Um, they don't always have to be in a good mood because, hey, we all get grumpy because, you know, life can be a bitch sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, we all know that. We all know life can be a bitch sometimes. But uh, so it's okay. Like, I don't need someone to be positive and sunshine rainbows all the time. But... You know, even when someone's grumpy sometimes, they still have good vibes. You know what I'm saying? So uh, my my New Year's resolution in 2023 is no toxic women because uh, I had a bad habit of, uh, as a queer woman, of rolling with the, with the toxic women as opposed to the positive, kind, awesome, sexy women, you know? Okay, so that's my New Year's resolution. People with good vibes only, right? 2023. So, okay, a year and a half ago, uh, I went on three dates with a woman and there was major red flags. There's major red flags. She was a smidgen mean, uh, a little bit of negging. Um, and there's tons of red flags. And there's there's a lot I'm not saying because whatevs. Um, and then, like, I'm being very dip diplomatic. My friends would be less diplomatic <laughs> if I were to bring her up. Okay, so, but, okay, so a year and a half ago, we went on three dates. On the third day, she wanted to cook me dinner. Uh, for the record, all we did was snuggle <laughs> and we, we watched TV. Um, I just want to say that for the record. And I have receipts like emails where uh, all we did was snuggle and she was uh, slightly frustrated. She wanted more than that. But there's so many red flags. I, I did not feel psychologically comfortable uh, doing anything other than snuggling, like straight up, like it's too many, just too many red flags. 
And to be honest, on the first date, I should have just, like, cut it there. And I, I gave her more chances. I shouldn't have done that. Like, first date, I should have just said, thanks, no thanks. Because there's just, like, a lot of red flags and a lot of, a lot of negging. Negging is when you're, like, like low-key putting someone down or low-key, like, being super negative about... Like, I was talking about my favorite movies and she would, like, trash my favorite movies. And it's, like, the first date, so it's, like why do that you know what i'm saying like first dates are supposed to be fun and easy because like they're super low pressure but whatever like i totally forgive her and blah 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 now i thought like a year and a half ago that we politely ghosted each other and i'm like cool we've politely ghosted each other after three dates that's what i thought (laughs) okay one of my friends is from maryland and i'm from virginia and she's like julie you you're too southern about this stuff and i was like what And what she means is, you know, uh, Southern culture, you're polite and you write thank you notes and stuff like that. So I was, she's like, you're too polite with her. Like, you got to be straight up with her. So, okay, this is what happened. So this woman, year and a half ago, we went on three dates, right? And there's tons of red flags. But also, I wish her all the best. She messages me out of nowhere, like a couple weeks ago. And I was like, darn it. (laughs) because <laughs> I th- I thought we had just politely ghosted each other and I thought like that's you know what I mean and wishing each other all the best but she um she messaged me and in the message the same red flags were there unfortunately so I was like ah all the red flags were there um she was talking about some of her trauma I'm extremely empathetic towards her trauma but there's also red flags there where I don't want to get involved (laughs) and I'm not qualified to get involved. I'm not a therapist. I'm not qualified to necessarily help her with some of the problems anyway, but no judgments, no judgments. So, so she messages me out of nowhere and she wants to be friends and she's uh, moved to Oakland, the city I live in and stuff like that. And I was talking to one of my friends and it was my friend from Maryland. She's like, Julie, you can't, you can't be so Southern about this. She's like, you gotta be straightforward. I was like, cool. Cause I, I just, it's a thanks, no thanks type situation. I live, I, I wish her all the best, but you know, 2023, I want people with like super good vibes only. Um, so anyway, so she, a couple of weeks ago, she messages me. It's the same red flags. She's not like some horrible person, but not a good fit for me. I'm being diplomatic. My friends would definitely be less diplomatic. But okay. So she sends me this long message. It's the same red flags. Um, so after I don't know how long it took me, but after a couple of days, I said, and maybe this is me being harsh, but I really did not want her messaging me. So I said, I said, Hey lady, I said her name, but I said, Hey lady, um, I said, hey, I really enjoyed when we talked about, I started with something positive. Like, I really enjoyed when we talked about um, Avatar The Last Airbender. It's a really, really, really good cartoon. It's a cartoon, but it's, like, a really good cartoon with, like, really good themes. So I really recommend that to anyone out there. So it's just really deep. It deals with really deep issues. It's, like, good versus evil. Anyway, so that was the one cool thing. We both talked about how awesome Avatar The Last Airbender was. It's just a really great cartoon. Okay. Yes, I do have Avatar action figures. <laughs> okay, and I'm a grown adult woman. Okay, let's move on. So, but um, so I said, hey, I, I thought it was really cool when we talked about Avatar: Last Airbender. So I started with something positive, and then I said, hey, but I don't really have the emotional bandwidth right now to 
um, to start new friendships, you know? And I said, and so what I did say, I was like, one of my friends said, hey, just send her a link to BetterHelp. And that's my friend being a little sassy. However, BetterHelp is what I use when I found a therapist. So um, anyway, so I, I, I found a therapist on BetterHelp, not sponsored. They're not paying me to say that. But I found a, an, a fantastic therapist on BetterHelp. And she was so good. I only used her. I only needed her for four or five months because she was just so good. Okay. Anyway, so I did say, hey, she, uh, the lady who had messaged me, she she had just recently uh, had a loss, like basically a, a death in her family. And that's super sad, of course. But again, there's just red flags. I can't I can't get involved. Like, so I, I told her I said, hey, like when my father passed away, uh, I use therapy really helped me. I joined like a grief uh, support group once. I said, uh, those things really helped me. And then I said, I listed five authors that have really helped me a lot on my spiritual journey. So I said, hey, like, here's five authors who I think are really amazing. I totally recommend them. And then I said, there's meetup.com, which is like a really great, that's where I met some really great friends too. Um, I totally recommend that, not sponsored by any of these people. And I said, oh, and here's a really great website where you can totally meet like a bunch of great friends. And I said, welcome to open, welcome to Oakland, like have a blast. Um, uh, yeah, but, but I did say at the beginning of the message, I, unfortunately, I don't have the emotional bandwidth to start a f- new friendships. And that's true because like right now there are people I love with all my heart and soul who uh, I owe them text messages and Marco Polo's, that's an app. And there's people, like, I I went to Colorado for a week and I only see my family about once a year, at least right now. So I, fo- I mainly just focused on my family, so I neglected my friends. So I have people I love with all my heart who I've been friends with for years who I owe them correspondence. <laughs> so when I said I don't really necessarily have the emotional bandwidth to do that, I was being totally sincere. Like, I don't, I, there's not much room on my plate right now. But anyway, but I wish her all the best and she's awesome or whatever. You know, we're not, we're just not a good fit for friendship, etc. Okay, so that was all cool and good and stuff, right? Um, I thought, and she hearted that. And I was like, cool, like, yeah. And then, um, so I do these motivational stories on my Instagram and I kind of learned it. One of my favorite personal development people is Brendan Bouchard. And so uh, I learned this from him. But I've had, as far as my motivational Instagram stories, I've had two different people reach out to me. Pretty random people, but they are like acquaintances. Say to me, they're like, Julie, I love your Instagram stories. They motivate me so much. I'm really going through a tough time right now. And honestly, your Instagram stories really get me through. And I was like, awesome, because that's like the point, right? Because life's a bitch. <laughs> sometimes it sucks. Sometimes. Sometimes it's great and sometimes it sucks. So because like, you know, there's always someone out there going through something. Yeah, that's the point of my Instagram stories is just to be motivated, motivational and all that kind of jazz. So I've had people tell me. So it was like a Saturday or something. This is a couple of days ago where I just said in my Instagram stories, I said, Hey, like, have a great Saturday, everybody. Love y'all. Y'all are awesome. And at this point, most of my followers are friends and family. Like, I know them. So I'm comfortable saying love y'all. You know, it's all good. You know, I'm being sincere. Okay. 
But this lady, so the lady I went on three dates with a year and a half ago, and there's tons of red flags. And then I did message her saying, hey, thanks, no thanks on the friendship, but I wish you all the best. And anyway, that lady. So that lady (laughs) responded to one of my Instagram stories. Okay, it's not the end of the world, but it's not great. And it kind of confirmed why I just did not, I wasn't interested in being friends with her. So this isn't the worst thing in the world. It's just not great. So she responds to one of my stories and she says, and the story is, hey, have a great Saturday, everybody. Love y'all. Like y'all are cool. Something like that, right? It's my usual stuff if you follow me on Instagram. So she responds with the word fake, F-A-K-E, exclamation point. Um, So this is how I'm interpreting it. Fake. Something like that, right? Um, that's not the end of the world, but it's also kind of stupid and thanks, no thanks. And uh, it did trigger the the emotion of irritation. I was feeling irritated. I went on three dates with this woman. <laughs> I don't know her anything, nothing. Also, like, all we do is snuggle. So, and I'm glad all we do is snuggle because thanks, no thanks. Too many red flags. So, so anyway uh she she sent that to me i was like i i i'm interpreting that as a little bit of anger you know um and like i said not the end of the world but not great i i'm not sure why she felt comfortable or compelled like to to say something like that she just confirmed uh why i didn't want to be friends with her too she doesn't know me well enough to 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 even make that judgment call and then um, I'm actually like not fake because I was pretty honest about not wanting to be friends with her. Um, also, I'm not following her on Facebook. She followed me and whatever. So anyway, I was like, I was also on an airplane when I, I was about to fly from Colorado back to California when I saw that message. It was just kind of silly and petty, but it was also a little irritating. I was like, I want this lady out of my life. So anyway, I... I responded to it. I said, hey, lady, I don't know exactly what you mean by, quote, fake exclamation point, unquote, but I do interpret this. This comes across as a bit hostile, uh, period. And then I said, do not ever contact me ever again. I wish you all the best. And then I blocked her. And now I'm going to pray to Jesus that I don't ever have to interact with her ever again. But also, I just kind of want it on the record. Like, I just want it on the record. And I have receipts. I took a screenshot of her putting fake, whatever. Uh, Now I'm going to pray to Jesus that I don't ever have to interact with her ever again. But also, I wish her all the happiness in the world, obviously. Uh, uh, 2023, no toxic women. Uh, Good vibes only. Uh, I'm not doing it. (laughs) I'm not doing it anymore. Okay. I want that on the record, so I wanted to say that, and then, yeah, I just, yeah, anyway, whatever, okay, so that stuff was all heavy and negative, and I'm trying to keep 2023 lighthearted, okay, so let's talk about Colorado, <laughs> okay, 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 I had so much fun in Colorado, um, okay, here's what I'm going to say, there's three things we can learn from the state of Colorado, okay, first thing, The first thing I learned about Colorado is people seem to really care about each other in Colorado. There's a real sense of uh, community. So there's two, there's a lot of different cities in Colorado. Uh, I'm familiar with Denver, Colorado. That's like the capital. And I'm familiar with Colorado Springs, 
which is a really cute, awesome city about an hour away from Denver. Okay, so what I like about Colorado Springs, the city, is that it seems like people really care about each other. It has a good sense of uh, community. So from what I saw is overall people are like nice. (laughs) Go figure. And then that, uh, oh, so to run a business in Colorado Springs to me it looks like it's not that expensive to run a business in Colorado Springs. And that's a good thing because it keeps prices relatively low. And so it, to me, what I was catching was everybody benefits from that. So you can run a business with not a lot of money and you don't have to like supercharge people a lot of money. And, but you can still stay in business and like live a really great life. So it just seems like it's very community oriented. It seems like people in Colorado really care about each other and care about each other's well-being. And because of that, it seems like everybody, for the most part, lives pretty well in Colorado. Like, it seems like, to me, like it's easier to be middle class in Colorado. To me, I don't live there, but it just, it seems like a good life. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I liked it. It just seems like people really care about each other in Colorado. The other thing is uh, we went to this, it's called Phantom Canyon, this really great bar. And they had, uh, I think it's it's definitely a bar for everybody. But uh, unfortunately, there was like a a a mass shooting at uh, a bar called Q something. But one of the bar, gay bars in Colorado Springs, there was a shooting. uh, And there were a lot of victims. And it's super sad. Um, So what happened there was... um, Oh, so we went to a bar called Phantom Canyon, which I think is just a bar for everybody, but they had several rainbow flags up, and then they also had this deal where if you bought, like, a IPA beer, they would match it dollar for dollar from the beer to a GoFundMe to help the LGBTQ community in Colorado Springs, especially after the shooting. And I was like, well, that's awesome. So I bought a beer. <laughs> I bought the beer. I, I, I don't know. I like a nice golden beer. I, I'm not nece- necessarily a big IPA fan, but but I'll drink it. <laughs> so I, I so I bought the IPA so that they could match the, the money and give it to the GoFundMe. But yeah, like th- that was really cool because I think they're kind of not that they're like a straight bar, but I think they're just like a regular bar. But like whatever that means, but they are basically showing lots of love and support to the gay community, um, especially after the the shooting. So I just thought that was really cool. It just seems like uh, Colorado Springs is mountain people, if you will. And it seems like mountain people really care about each other. And I think that's really cool. That's the vibe that I was catching. I don't live there, but it just it has a cool vibe. So, yeah, Colorado people really care about each other. So that's the first thing you can learn. It's good to care about each other. It's good to make sure everybody's okay. A sense of community is really great. Where people care about the well-beings of other people, that's just a healthy way to to be. All right. The second thing I learned about Colorado, if Colorado is our life coach, nature is awesome. (laughs) So um, in Colorado, you can always see mountains, and they're gorgeous, one. Two, the air is so crisp. Uh, It just it just smells and feels so clean. So the mountains and the air, you just feel really great. So, oh, snow. There was snow in Colorado. I didn't grow up around snow. So we will get snow sometimes in Virginia, but not a lot. So there's also really pretty snow. So 
the nature just felt really, really good for my soul and my spirit. So, uh, yeah, the second thing to learn from Colorado is just uh, remember, if you can, look up at the sky and remember the stars and nature because nature, to me, reminds you that you're not alone. Like, you're always surrounded by, to me, a earth or a god or a universe that deeply, deeply cares about you. So uh, I like always seeing the mountains in Colorado. Okay, the third thing I learned from Colorado is chill is cool. <laughs> okay, so if you're going to go to Colorado, I would suggest you get some plaid, perhaps some flannel, <laughs> because it's super chill in Colorado. I love that. So it's easy, easy living, and maybe I'm wrong, but it just seems like it's super chill. And the other thing is people, uh, the fashion in Colorado, I like it. The fashion is mainly, from what I saw at Colorado Springs or Denver, uh, is plaid, flannel, anything that keeps you warm because it gets cold in Colorado. Um, and then, like, basically chill. Like, the fashion's pretty chill, and I like that. So it's everyone just, like, uh, super chill, looking at the mountains, eating good food, uh, drinking good beer or what have you. It's just super chill, good, easy living, in my opinion. And so uh, I love chill. Chill is awesome. Living a chill life is nice and relaxing and amazing. So uh, yeah, chill is great. Um, so yeah, those are the three things I learned from Colorado. I, I played golf, but I played golf for at a public golf course. So it cost $20 to play golf. So it wasn't expensive. And um, okay, I'm not an expert on golf. If there's anyone out there who's never played golf, uh, you can totally play golf. I'm going to break it down for you. Here's how golf works. You take a stick, you hit a ball, and you try to get in, get it into a hole. And that's it. <laughs> okay, so I played golf with my little sister. They did have golf clubs. Somehow you have to acquire the golf clubs. but um, And I just used my brother-in-law's golf clubs. But from there, we paid... Actually, I think my sister treated me. So she... She paid $20. It was a public golf course. We did par three. Par three means it only takes three strokes to get the ball into the hole. So it's super chill. You don't need a golf cart. You just walk to the hole. Oh, there's this really nice couple. And I said, oh, this is my first time playing golf. So twice I did two pretty good swings. And they both like clapped for me. And I thought that was super cool. <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool. So I don't know how golf got a reputation for being fancy schmancy. And I think it's fine that it's fancy schmancy. But I just want to say anyone out there who wants to try golf, you should totally do it. Because like, basically, you hit a ball with a stick and you try to get it into a hole. <laughs> I just uh, I want to take away any disillusionment you might have about golf. I had so much fun. We is super relaxing. We did not keep score. We're not professionals. Uh, you know, we're not Tiger Woods. <laughs> so we we did not keep score at all. And I was clapping for my sister. She was clapping for me. Like you know, at one point, oh, at one point we had to hit the ball over like a, a pond that was part of the course. And luckily, the pond was a little bit frozen, so I hit the ball. It bounced off the ice of the pond and back into the, back into the grass. So I was like, okay, well, I got lucky there. So anyway, I had a good time. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then uh, yeah, I went. Uh, we went to museums. 
wait, food. Uh, I had a, like I said, we played pool. I love playing pool. Uh, that's, uh, you know, with the cue and the cue ball. So I had a really good time. Okay. So, um, let's see. Yes. So if Colorado is your life coach, the three things you can learn is it's really good when people care about each other because then everyone's living good. And it seems that way in, in, uh, Colorado. Nature is awesome. It feels good to be around nature. Um, even if you live in a city, I am now back in the city of Oakland. So I can always look up at the sky, right? <laughs> so, um, and then, uh, and, and see nature and there's lots of trees in Oakland. Okay. And then three, chill is cool. Uh, treat yourself to some chillness, if you will. That is like, don't forget to schedule in. You can even schedule in. Oh, this is my chill time. I shall be chilling at this time. So that way you have designated time where you do absolutely nothing and you just chill. And it's good for you. It's really good for you to just uh, make sure that uh, you're giving yourself chill time. Okay, so Colorado is awesome. I recommend it. It's a beautiful state. It's gorgeous. The Denver airport's really pretty, so I recommend that too. It has a really cool design. Okay, so last thing I want to say is that, uh, oh, so just as far as since I am an indie filmmaker, uh, okay, so, okay, so what I was doing while I was in Colorado, I had a little notebook and pen. I didn't take my laptop because I was like, hey, I'm on vacation. I don't need to be on my laptop. My boss definitely emailed me and she's awesome. <laughs> it's all good. I can read emails on my phone. But, uh, okay, so here's what happened. So what I did was with pen and paper, my little notebook, I just, uh, I'm working on a script. Uh, this year I should be shooting a new feature film, non-union picture. <laughs> okay, so I was just writing dialogue in my little notebook. I just used hand, uh, pen and paper. Uh, writing the first draft of a script is so low pressure because uh, it's the first draft. So I'm like, hey, it's the first draft. I can always tweak it later. So um, I'm having a lot of fun writing the first draft because it's like, a no pressure. <laughs> so I'm having a good time. Okay. I was laughing as I was writing it because some of the dialogue I was writing was so silly. And I'm watching like Avatar, uh, you know, with the blue people. I'm watching Avatar for basically the one with James Cameron, right? And I want to see the new one for sure. But I'm watching Avatar for basically like ideas around story structure, right? Anyway, so um, because it's so low pressure, it's the first draft. I was writing the silliest dialogue ever and I was cracking myself up, but I knew it was a first draft and I was like, I'll, I'll fix it later. So I had two characters like running through the forest, just yelling trees, leaves. I don't know. It, it's a first draft. I gotta, I gotta change it later, but I was cracking myself up. Okay. So I'm having a good time writing that first draft. So uh, super low pressure. So that's what I did on on vacation. Um, the other thing I did, my little niece, who's super adorable, she's eight years old, and she loves Avatar: The Last Airbender, which is a really great cartoon. So I brought my camcorder or my camera, and we shot two different short films. She had a good time. The whole family really enjoyed it. I had a good time. So it's basically camera operating. It's fun to make movies or. Yeah, I mean, I guess some people don't like it, but 
I love making movies. So I made two cute little short films, or I shot two cute little short films. I'm going to edit them. We're not going to publish them publicly. Like, no, we're not going to do that because my little nieces are in it and they're little kids. Uh, But what we're going to do is I'm just going to edit, export them, and send them to my little sister. And she can show them to my little nieces. My little niece is adorable. She also wants it on DVD. I can do that too. (laughs) I'll burn some DVDs for her as well. I have some DVD cases and all that kind of stuff. So it's all good. I'm going to do all that. So anyway, so that's the creative stuff I did while I was on vacation for sure. Okay, that's it. Like this is this is my uh I'm back. Um to anyone listen listening, happy 2023. Um hey, I have a really good feeling about this year. 2022 was a little rough, but then it ended really great. December was unbelievably awesome. So anyone out there, I I have a really good feeling about 2023. I I think it's going to be um epic. Um so yeah, like wishing you a good year. Um, wishing you like, hey, I, I, I would, uh, I would advise, man, hang out with people who are good vibes, who encourage you, who are loving, who are kind, who, who are positive, who are funny, who, who think the things about you are super cool, like good vibes people. Um, I would also say, yeah, like just keep it positive as much as you can people with good hearts, like, uh, surround yourself with good and loving people. If you're feeling kind of alone right now, um, you're not going to be alone forever. (laughs) And just understanding that you're going to find your people, uh, you're going to find your folks, like, legit, everything's going to turn out awesome. Remember that you're going to find people who care about you, uh, you're going to care about them. But also, in the meantime, I, it's my belief system that God, the universe, angels, etc., whatever word works for you, but but every you know, I don't know, God, the universe, etc. But you have, I'm rooting for you. God's rooting for you. Like you're gonna be okay, and you you have more people in your corner than you realize. And it's my belief system: if you need like a hundred angels, uh, then God sends you ten thousand angels, right? Uh, and you can substitute whatever words work for you, like metaphorically, but I do believe that, like, you know, uh, you have people who care about you. I care about you. So you're not alone, uh, even if you feel alone right now around the holidays and the new year. Remember that nature is awesome. Like for me, I look up at the sky, I look at the, the stars or the moon, and I just don't feel alone. I know there's something out there for me, God, that loves me and cares about me. So I'm just never alone for me, personally, spiritually speaking. Okay. And remember that chill is cool. That's one of the best things, like schedule in chill time. So you're hustling at work and maybe you're hustling on your side hustles. You know, for me, I got my day job. I got my indie filmmaking stuff. And with all that, and then I need to res- need to need to respond to my friends, right? So with all that, uh, it's actually important to just schedule in time where you're just going to chill and do nothing uh, because your chill time is so important for your mental health and all that stuff. Uh, It actually makes you more productive when you're doing your work and hustling that you give yourself some time to just relax every day. So actually like uh, scheduling in chill time actually makes you more productive during the times where you're being productive. Yeah, I learned that from basically Brendan Richard. Okay, so schedule in your chill time. It's 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 good for you to just chill. 
right. Um, all right. So that's it. That's it. Okay. Good vibes only, people. 2023, good vibes only for me. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you are amazing. You're awesome. You're fantastic. You've been through a lot. Um, give yourself a break. Pat yourself on the back. Be kind. Uh, try your best to always be kind. It's okay to get grumpy or angry or sad. Those things are fine. But also just try to like keep it, keep it, keep it kind. Uh, you know, try to keep it kind as much as possible. Um, when I'm grumpy, I stay home. (laughs) And I don't go on social media unless it's to watch cat, cat videos or dog videos because those, uh, those put me in a good mood. But, um, yeah, try to be good vibes only and, and, and be kind to yourself. Love yourself. Be good to yourself. Forgive yourself for any mistakes you've made. Um, you're, if you're listening to this, you're probably too hard on yourself, you know, cut yourself some slack. Like people, people make mistakes and it happens. So learn from your mistakes and, 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 and do better, but like, don't be too hard on yourself because you've been through a lot. All right. Okay. So I'm Julie Kerr, writer and director of the indie nerdy comedy Geek Love Spunk. Uh, you can join my email list at my website, www.juliekerrstudios.com. If you join my email list, you get instant uh, a, a free mini course, uh, Productive Creativity, uh, Learn How to Finish Your Creative Projects Faster, because I did finish a 90-minute film, which I think is just so funny and awesome. <laughs> so if you join my email list, you get access to coupons, discounts, uh, discounts for everything that's for sale on my website. Um, if you just email me directly, like you get huge, huge discounts. So, uh, join my email list. It's, uh, there's like a little, you, uh, there's like a little login thingy. If you go to my website, you'll see it's super easy to join my email list. Okay. And I've heard my emails are pretty, pretty good too. I've gotten good responses to my, uh, weekly emails that I send out just motivational stuff again. So personal development. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Y'all are awesome. Colorado is a great state. I love that state. Also, they have a, apparently there's a law now that all the eggs in Colorado have to be free range eggs. So in Colorado, they don't just care about people. They also care about chickens. (laughs) The chickens have to be happy when they're laying the eggs. Uh, so all the eggs have to be free range. And I think that's sweet. That's very sweet. They care about people and the chickens. Okay. All right. So, all right. Thank you so much for listening. You're awesome. Be good to you. You're amazing. Uh, I'm Julie Kerr, writer and director of the Indie Nerdy Comedy Geekless Punk. And I'll talk to you next time. Uh, much love to y'all. Uh, talk to y'all later. Bye.